Good morning. Well, I figured that covered everything. I'm just going to pray, and we're going to get out of here. Um, so today we're going we're to focus on the first five days of creation. So um, I've, I've joked with Tim and David the last couple weeks that they, uh, they kind of smashed me in the middle of, of two what I thought would be really cool sermons to preach, right? The, in the beginning, God, and then the creation of man in God's image. And I said, you guys pick the good ones out, and you give me what's left in the middle. Just, I'm teasing them, just teasing them, just kidding. But, you know, you, you joke about things like that, and then you, you flip to, to 2 Timothy. Um, and I'm just going to read this verse. You don't have to flip there. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That, that first word, all, doesn't say some, doesn't say a little bit, doesn't say this part or that part or New Testament or Old Testament. It says all. So today, as we, as we open God's Word, I was reminded this week that no matter what part of God's Word we open, whether it's what we think is a, a really important sermon, or what we think is just a, a list of this person had this kid, and this kid had this kid, and this kid had this kid. It's all there for a reason. It's all God's word, and that it's all profitable. So before we get started, I want to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that we can come together, we can open your word, and that we can, we can open your scripture, the scripture that has been breathed out by you. And we just pray that your Holy Spirit would be here this morning, that you'll help us all to benefit from from being together today and worshiping and honoring and praising you. We just thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So today we're looking at, at the creation account. So um, if you'll, you'll flip in your Bibles, Genesis 1, we're going to look verses 3 through 23, and we're going we're gonna to hang out there all day. Um, so mark it, um, bookmark it, whatever you need to do. That's where we're going to be. So last week... We went through the first two verses of Genesis. In those two verses, David basically set the stage for today, so I'm, I want to kind of reiterate what he said um, on those couple verses. So the first two verses of Genesis, in the beginning, God. So David pulled out four points. I want to mention those four points before we get started. So four points um, that talk about and recap what was mentioned last week. The first one, the universe has a definite beginning. In the beginning. The universe has a definite beginning. Number two, the universe was created out of nothing. Ex nihilo. Number three, all things owe their existence to God, the creator. He's the only one involved in the creation story. And then the fourth, true wisdom begins with Genesis 1.1. Think about this for just a second. Without God, there's no creation. Without God, we're not here. Without God... None of this ever began. Without God, we, have, we, don't, we don't have this. We have nothing. So, Genesis 1-1, we started laying the foundation, and today we're going to build on that. Everybody knows anytime you go to build something, build a house, you start with the foundation, right? You've got to start with the base. You've got to have a good, solid foundation. So, the creation is not the origin of God, but rather, it's the origin of God's plan for his creation. We're part of that. It's, it's the, God's plan, God's origin plan for us. So God didn't start there, but God started everything else that we know there. 
So has anyone ever built anything, right? Who, raise your hand if you built something. I should see every hand go up, right? We built something. Now, I'm, I'm talking very basic level. Who's ever done a puzzle, right? Built a puzzle. Legos were my go-to growing up. Lincoln Logs. How many of us remember Lincoln Logs? I played with those, by the way. So, love Lincoln Logs, right? I mean, boxcars, right? Build boxcars out of, out of uh, I don't know, did you used to build them out of soapboxes, little bitty ones? And then shoe boxes. And then now, you know, kids build them out of, uh, Brindley and Cambry in kindergarten, they do a, um, a movie day. And they build a car. They don't build the car. The parents build the car, right? Out of a huge box. And they sit in it, and it's, it's a car they can sit in and watch a movie. It's like a drive-in movie. So somewhere, Brindley's got this huge car because she won't, get, she won't throw anything away. But we, we build stuff, right? That's what we do. We build stuff. Now, what's the common theme that we have to have to build something? What do we have to have? Stuff. We've got to have raw materials, right? Can you, Chad, can you build a house without having any raw materials? No? Adam, can you build a spreadsheet without having Excel and, and numbers? I like Adam's obsessed with spreadsheets, if nobody knew. But you can't build anything without starting with something. So what did God start with? Nothing. Ex nihilo. Ex nihilo is a, a Latin word that means out of nothing. God built the world out of nothing. So we're going to go through the text. We're going to go through and break it down day by day. So first of all, we're going to start with day one. We're going to look at, at verses three, three through five. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. God separated the light from the darkness God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There was evening and there was morning, the first day. So here we are, we're on the first day. God created, and you can see that I'm, I'm a visual person, right? I love, obviously, the slides. Um, love the slides, love the, the movie up front. It, it gives us a visual of what, trying to grasp what that looked like is one thing. But we, we can get a glimpse of that, what we can, what we can make sense of in our minds, right? I, I watched a, a video yesterday of a, a guy that said, if I could grasp in my three-pound brain the God of our universe, he's not worth worshiping. Amen? Right, we, I want to worship a God that I don't understand. I want to worship a God that I can't explain. Right? I don't want to worship a, a God that was made out of something, a God that was made out of my mind. I want to worship a God that made out of nothing. That's the God I want to worship. So, the first day, God separated the light from the darkness. He called the light day and the darkness he called night. That was the first day. So God, the first day, he says, hey, let there be light. Bam, there's light. He didn't, he didn't have to, to work up to it. He didn't have to go buy the materials from Lowe's. He didn't have to get anything from Menards. He just said, let there be light, and there's light. He separated light and darkness. Now, something I want to point out, God called the light day. You ever, you ever get something and you want to make a name for it? Right? Has anybody ever made something and, and made a name for it? Nothing original, right? We call things, you know, we, we call things certain names. Where did those names come from? Right? Who, when someone made the car, the automobile, who was the first person to name that? Right? So as we go through this, pay attention. God 
called it that. God called day. God called night. God can name things because God creates things. Right? None of us have that ability. We can't, we can't make up names for things because we're not creating things. God is. That's what God does. Day one. Day two, verses six through eight. And God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. God called the expanse heaven and there was evening and there was morning the second day. This one's kind of tough to understand, right? I'll be honest. It's, you got to, waters from waters, expanse, you got you to really think through it. What do you do? He, he created, the idea is that, that water just kind of existed, whether it was physical water, whether it was vapor, water was there. God separated them, right? So God creates the expanse, the expanse we call heaven, the heavens, right? That's what we see when we look up. So we look up, we see the heavens, we see the sky. That's the atmosphere, right? That's what, that's what keeps us safe from the rays of the sun. That's what gives us the air to breathe. So it's more than just saying he, he put water down below and he put you know, things that make rain up above. Right? He made the heavens, so he separates them. One day, he made the whole atmosphere in one day. Wow. Think about that. Now, some people... A little bit of debate back and forth, and, I, and, and this is a whole, for a whole different day. I won't get into it too deep, but some people say, you know, there's, there's no way he does this in 24 hours, right? Is the day 24 hours, or is it 24 years, 20, whatever? It doesn't, doesn't make a huge difference, but the, the idea that God does this in a single day is thought to be biblically a simple 24-hour day. Now, we're going to get into how we calculate those days in a couple more days, right? But, but the idea is that God created this order of these days out of nothing, first of all. And he is making this entire universe, our atmosphere, everything that allows us to breathe, to live, to be on the ground and not floating around. Right? It wasn't that there was chaos. There was just nothing. Right. Has anyone ever looked into or read into, we teach it in school, evolution theory, right? Have you guys ever read up on it, like just Google on the internet, evolution, theory of evolution? Anybody? I did this week. There are some crazy people out there. It's nuts. I read this one article that was, it was talking about this 10 billion year old planet and how this planet blew up and caused another big bang for this planet and that planet turned into, and it's like, they... They probably studied for years, decades, just to come up with this theory, right? All they had to do was read like two chapters. They could have had it. There's so many theories. This is the one that's the truth. This is the facts, right? This is the only one that makes sense. The common denominator between making up an evolution theory and believing this is truth is just a little bit of faith. Right? Faith in a creator. Faith in a God that he can do these things. That he can say, let there be light. And there was light. That he can say, separate the waters. There's the expanse. 
It's the faith that, that we know, that we accept, that he is able to do those things. Day two. Let's move on. Day three, verses 9 through 13. And God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Verse 11, And God said, Let the earth sprout vegetations, vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which there is seed, each according to its own kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kind, and the trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its own kind. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. There's a lot in the third day, right? There's, there's quite a bit going on. So the one thing to, to understand, though, this is a, it's a process, right? God's building this earth as he goes. He has to start with the, it's the foundation. He has to start with it, and he has to build on top of that. He can't have one layer up here without having the, the other two layers. So day three can't happen if days one and two don't happen. Okay, so he's building on it. It's progressive. It's not evolving. It's progressive, right? There's a difference. So God is, is progressing the creation of, of what we know as our world, our, even our universe. So, <clears throat> excuse me, in day, in day three, picture, I mean, close your eyes and picture this, the lands form, right? They're valleys, they're mountains. And has anyone ever been to the Grand Canyon, Appalachian Mountains, right? I mean, we've seen these types of things, right? Or if we haven't been to them, we've seen pictures of them. So in one, in one day, all this is happening. The mountains are sprouting up. They're, they're blasting up. The valleys are happening, right? This, the, where the sea is, the ground is just moving away so the water can come in and fill it up. Okay? So he, he's got earth and seas. Now, now we've got something to walk on, something to swim in, right? Something to inhabit. And then... We get to the vegetation and the plants. The common theme between there's vegetation, plants, and then there's fruit is seed. The yielding seeds is the principle of reproduction that marks all life. And, and we get into that a little bit more um, in day six, which we're going to look at next week, as to the seed and how you're, we're made to reproduce. These things are made to reproduce. So it's not that God made, he made a tree and then made fruit and didn't give those things any way to recreate themselves. Right? They all have seeds so they can recreate so that it can continue. Right? This was a big picture. It wasn't, let's, let's make this so that we make it, we enjoy it, and then it falls away. He made it so that it will continue as long as he wants it to. That's day three. Day four, verse 14 through 19. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made, the two, God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth 
to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. So the fourth day. So God places the sun, the moon, the stars. He didn't place them, pay attention, he didn't place them for light, right? He had light existed. He had light in day one where he created light. So there was day and night without the sun, without the moon, without the stars. Let that sink in for a second. Wait a minute. There was light before there was the sun? Yeah. Because that's God. God is light. Now, when the earth ends and you look in Revelation, there will be light with no sun then too. And what's that light? Who provides that light? God. So light exists without Without those things, God placed those things as markers. What do, what do he place as markers? For, to mark what? How do, we, how do we tell our days? How do we tell our nights? How do we tell our, our calendar? Navig- you know, think about boats 200 years ago. How do we navigate the waters? It's through all that, through the sun, the moon, the stars. That's why God placed those things. God created this entire universe so that we can navigate. Think about that. Sailors use, navigate, they use navigation tools, they use stars. So God places all these other stars for navigation, for markers, for signs. What's another sign he placed? The simple sign that he placed all this stuff is to give him glory. We're gonna get into that. God, God places all this stuff, not just as markers, but as signs that, hey, I did this, I can do this, and you need to worship me because of that. You need to worship me because I'm God. That's day four. Day five, verses 20 through 23. And God said, let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures. Let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarm according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. So God creates the creatures of the sea and the birds of the air. He says in verse 22, And God blessed them. This is the first use of the word bless in in the Bible. God blessed them. He's going to say this again in a couple of verses further that we look at next week. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the waters, fill the seas. Let the birds multiply the earth. So God is saying to the animals, Be fruitful, multiply, be blessed. Create more, reproduce. The same thing that, that happened with the, the vegetation and the fruit. Multiply. Reproduce. That's what the animals are doing now. Reproduce um, the birds and and the birds in the air and the, the fish in the seas. So God is setting it up to where things can continue, right? So that's the, that is the first five days of creation. And I want to point something out, a, a common theme that we see through these first five days. It's one phrase, and God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. We see that in verse 10, or sorry, verse 4 
verse 10, verse 12, verse 18, verse 21, and God saw that it was good. When we look around today, do we see a world that's good? Do we? Not really. Right? Something changed. God didn't create the world that we see today. God created a good world. And that's something that we're going to talk about, how we fell away from that, where we screwed up. Because it happened. God created a world that he looked at and said, this creation is good. It was perfect in God's eyes. And God is the creator of the universe. We just went through five days in 15 minutes. God created all of that in five days. The entire universe. Everything that helps us sustain and helps life sustain. And it was good. It pleased him. It was glorifying to him. So we have the account, uh, creation account according the first five days according to, to the book of Genesis. So if we're looking for answers, right, we're, we're doing some information gathering, right? We've, we've read through this. So what's it, what's it mean, though? Let's piece it. There's so much info here. Let's piece it together. Um, so back when I, when I was in school, they taught, um, and I, I think they still do. I don't, it, was, it was a journalism thing back then. I don't think that it is now. But it was a journalism thing back then. When you're, when you're writing a story or doing a research paper or, or trying to find information, what do you, ga- what do you gather? There are, there are five things, um, five W's, right? What are the five W's that you gather to get uh, the full picture of something? Okay, anybody? Who, what, where, when, why. Thank you. Who, what, where, when, why. Those are the five W's. You, you, if you, the idea is that if you gather... If you find those five things, you'll have a, a picture of what's going on, right? You won't just have one side or the other, but you'll have a, an unbiased view of what is happening in that scenario. So, so what are the five W's that we're pulling out of, of these five days of creation? What are the five W's? So the first one, what, the who? God. That's simple. The who is God. The what is creation. What did the who do? He made creation. Where? Where did God make creation? Well, in, in our minds, it's, it's here, earth, right? He made the universe, but, but where is here? It's where we exist, where his creation exists. When? When did God make the creation that is here? In the beginning. He made it at the very beginning, now, the, the hardest one, and it usually is when you're, when you're gathering information, the hardest one's the last one. Why? Sometimes we know the why. Sometimes we don't know the why. Do we know the why? Why did this God make a creation here in the beginning? So I want to read a, a short excerpt from an article written by Stephen Lawson who's the founder of One Passion Ministries and is a Ligonier Ministries teaching fellow, titled, Why Did God Create? So he writes this. Why did God create? Certainly not because he needed someone to love. Throughout all eternity past, God enjoyed perfect love and intimate communion 
within his own being, the three persons of the Godhead, the Father, Son, and the Spirit. They enjoyed perfect relationship and completely fulfilled one another. Thus, God was not inwardly lonely or personally empty. He was eternally self-satisfied, self-content, self-contained. So God did not create because of some limitation within himself. Instead, he created everything out of nothing, ex nihilo, in order to put his glory on display for the delight of his created beings that they might declare his greatness. God didn't need us. God doesn't need us. We need God. God didn't create us because something was missing. God created us so that we can glorify and tell God's story. Revelation 4, chapter 4, verse 11 says this, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and and were created. It was God's will. God knew that he was going to create well before he created. That was the plan. God knew that every individual person, he knew everything about you, to the hairs on your head, some of us more than others, to where you'd be sitting today. God knew that before he created the world. That's huge. That's the God that I can't put in my three-pound brain. That's the God that I want to worship. I'll leave you with one final verse. Romans 11 Verse 36, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. God created so that he may be glorified. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this story. God, every word in your word is important because you placed it there, because you created it for us, just like you created the universe so that we may honor and glorify you. God, we thank you for that. Thank you that that you made us when you didn't have to. You didn't need us, God, but we so desperately need you. I just pray that We will honor and praise you and not forget that all of creation, every single thing in creation is made to glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jake.